podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Teesman Podcast. This is Brendan, your host of the show. Bit of a big game coming up at the weekend. We've got the Goons on Sunday at the Emirates, the the Eunice Kabul derby. Joining me to have a quick preview and chat all things Spurs. First up is Caller. How are you doing, mate? The Eunice Kabul derby. I'd kind of erased him from my memory banks. Uh, he was that poor for us. Um, yeah, I'm doing good. Thanks very much for having me on, Brendan. Feels like a long time since I've done a pod. Um, really looking forward to the North London Derby this weekend, and I'm sure we'll get into it shortly. Yes, we will. And um, I'm optimistic. I'm really optimistic about this game. Uh, also joining fresh from the fan forum, uh, Stevie. How you doing, Steve? I'm good, mate. I am very good. Yep, I'm sure we'll get into the fan forum later, but um, I'm nervous for this weekend, and I haven't been nervous going to Arsenal for a while. I've had zero expectation. Whereas this weekend, I think we've actually got a lot riding on it. So, um the nerves are back in, which I think is a good thing. Let's be fair. He's more nervous about the menu uh, <laughs> at the, in the hospitality box in which his uh, ripe rear will be occupying at the weekend. I'll tell you what, I'm more nervous about the fact I'm taking the new missus and uh, she was showing what dresses she was going to wear. And uh, two of the first ones she picked out were bloody red. I was like, you can't be, you can't be doing that. You can't be doing that. So um, You go, Lord, you go, Lord, girl. <laughs> Bit of education needs to go on there. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, let's start off on the fan forum. Is it was was it Monday? Was it yesterday or Monday? Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday it's Scott, even. It's Mon- It's Scott Monday today, isn't it? Wee, that was a good one. We'll get on to Scott Mann as well. Um, but Steve, how was it? Like, it looked really good. Saw a bit for the clips. Didn't watch the whole thing. Um, but was it? Was it? Did you get what you were expecting from it? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I think I think some people expected to go into it. You know, with this fascinating expose where, you know, Levy opened up, you know, every single mistake he'd ever made and took accountability for for absolutely everything. And that, that was never going to be the case. Um, so kind of if you go into it a little bit sensible, I thought it was a really good event. Um, like it was, might be a bit weird to say, but it was professional. Like it felt like a kind of big club event. It was professionally run. A lot of people were there, people queuing up beforehand. There's some excitement. Um, I think having um, both the women's captain and manager on stage answering a lot of questions as well was you know, a big sign of intent from a club. Um, so, yeah, massively applaud that. Um, Levy seemed pretty pretty honest with his answers. If, um, you yeah, know, clearly a bit um, cages, you're always going to be in that situation. But, like, I, I, I thought it was a really good event. Um, and I was lucky enough to have a, I think I called it the golden ticket, um, or something like that. Um, lucky enough, so I got to meet um, got to meet everybody after the after the event. So I got signed Sunny shirt, got signed Anne shirt, um, got a photo of Beth, uh, Beth England as well. So yeah, like cracking cracking evening out. And I'm sure we have all seen. And I won't lie, I'd I'd a couple of tears in my eyes, guys. The um, the final bit when Anne just that, that that young lad. Oh, in. Uh, Owen, like to ask answer question, like you know, absolutely br- brilliant for Ange. Like I think everybody, everybody saw what a good bloke he was, and and that's the club I want to support. That you know accepts people, 
and encourages people, you know, matter no matter what your situation in life. And it, it was sweet. Um, and to be honest, I don't think Conte Mourinho would have done that. Um, you know, so Andrew's got a big heart. Um, so it was a good event, very good event. Mm. Um, I've got a question for you. Sorry, Bren, straight straight mm-hmm. in there. Um, so you got a signed Sonny shirt, yeah. You mm-hmm. got a signed Ange shirt, yeah. Did you was Levy signing shirts at all? Levy was signing and taking photos, um, and had had quite a few people. I mean, I didn't I didn't get a signed Levy shirt. I won't lie. Bet um, and I was I was more gutted to be honest. I didn't take. Um, so I didn't think it true. I've got two nieces who both love football, love Spurs. They're addicted to our club like we are. Um, and I should have taken something for them to get signed by Beth, but yeah, you know, I didn't. So hopefully I do another fan for them and hopefully I'm lucky again to be in the uh, the golden circle, golden tickets, whatever they called it. <laughs> well, the last one was six years ago, so I'm sure in six years' time, you know, Levy will still be there. I'm not well, sure. I think they're, there, they're wanting to do more frequently from what, from what I understand, and I think they should. Like, you know, we've got Fab in now. One of the big criticisms at the club is they didn't communicate with us fans. And I think, you know, communication, whether it's in a relationship or whether it's at work, whether it's with your friends or, you know, from your football club to your key stakeholders, and we are key, key stakeholders, fans of the club, we're the most important stakeholders in the club, the communication has been lacking. So I th- I'm, I'm hoping they'll stick to their guns and do more. I really think they will. Brilliant. Yeah. So, Carlo, it, it does look like the the timing of this was 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 quite apt in, in that it is positive vibes FC right now. And so, well, I because I, I didn't see anything announced previously. It sort of came quite hurriedly, and then there was the the ballot for tickets. And oh, Mister Diver got one in the ballot. It's really, it's really probably, strange. You might get that. one again in the next one. It's really strange. Yeah. But wait, wait, did you did you get what were your takeaways from the the fan forum? Have you seen many of the clips? Yeah, yeah, I've I've watched it. Um... Well, I just thought that it was um, very much a PR exercise from Mr. Levy, uh, as it is always going to be. Um, but uh, it did make some of the stuff he came out with did make me laugh. The bit I particularly was a fan of was where he said, "We've got our Tottenham back." But, <laughs> but, bearing in mind, you're the one who took our Tottenham away with your really poor appointments over the last few years. Um, you know, I thought that was quite funny. You know, uh, that was nothing to do with me, you know. But look, here's Ange. I got him back. Uh, look at me. I'm great. I'm doing a great job. I brought Ange in. Um, so I thought, you know, I, I, I did think that, um, I mean, Levy's damned if he does and damned if he doesn't, isn't he? Let's be, let's be really honest about it. But it, it, it just made me smile um, because I can't I can't get cross about it anymore. But um, I, I just thought it was quite... Um, quite funny some of the stuff he came out with and he, you know he was, he was, there was a couple of reveals in there wasn't there the, the harry kane uh rebuy clause which you know of course we've got a harry kane rebuy clause um i thought that was quite uh quite amusing and then obviously being open to the sale of the club as well which which probably spoke about more openly than than previously you know um and it's you know i I seized on a bloomberg article again repeating the point um so you know i think there is an appetite to sell a stake in the club whether anyone wants a stake in the club is is a different story but 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 there you go and and, and the bit i suppose the bit the fans wanted to hear and and i know steve says he's never going to say it but it would be nice to hear some he was completely unapologetic about the ticket price increases 
You know, mm. it's just like that. That's it. You know, the stadium naming rights were glossed over completely. Um, you know, well, we're, we're enhancing the brand. Well, that's fine. But as one of the questions popped up, well, you, surely if you'd have sold the stadium naming rights, then you might not have had to put ticket prices up. Yeah, well, maybe kind of thing. <laughs> and that's, that's the response. So I think um, the only thing he really admitted to was that he got a couple of managerial appointments wrong, but then he blamed the fans and the players for that as well. So I thought, it, you know, um, although it, it was positive and there is a positive vibe at the club at the moment, it, you know, I think uh, Coy's Daniel probably needs to reflect a little bit on on his mistakes and, and own up to them a bit more would be my my take from it all. But look, I think I'd echo what Steve says, Ange Postacoglu comes across brilliantly again. Mm-hmm. Um, loved it when uh, Levy said, you know, a lot of people wanted to appoint a big name manager and he was like, well, I have got a big name, mate. You know, so, so you know, it, 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 I thought Ange comes across brilliantly, and you know, he's he's absolutely the right hire for the club, isn't he? He's done great, great stuff already, uh, more than we thought possible in a few weeks. But um, yeah, you know, it, it, the fans forum was basically what we expected it to be—a a good bit of PR. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it remains to be seen uh, when the next one is. I, th- I did get sort of the in, not an invite to go, but an invite to apply. As I'm chair of a supporters club, but um, obviously I'm out in Brazil. Oh, we, all so got, we all got it, Brent. Sorry. To oh, did everyone get one? Oh, I was everyone special. One, yeah. yeah. Every every. Yeah, everyone got one. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> mate. Sorry. I think there was a lot of conspiracies about who got one and who didn't. Uh, mm. Mine went into my spam filter, to be honest. So yeah, I only found mine quite late. Very Willy Wonka as well, isn't it? The golden ticket. So oh look, mummy, I've got one. And sort of running through the hills. Imagine leaving, showing people around his chocolate factory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. or a brewery. Um, tell you what, <laughs> it was a genius move because that club shop was out of about 50 people and it mass buying stuff to be signed. Um, um, so I, I dropped 180 quid in it. Um, and I'm sure some people dropped more. Um, and then we all kind of shuffled around to the east side of the stadium to, um, to uh, go into the fan form and get our stuff signed. So... Maybe it was a genius move to uh, make some money, eh? Always, always thinking about the the dollar dollar bill, y'all. Is old Levy? So um, look, let's go move on to the Gunas. Um, first bit of bad news that we've had this week is Ivan Perisic. Um, he's he's not been starting in the Premier League, but he has been making a big impact off the bench. Certainly for Rishi, like the crosses for him to get his headers, uh, the one against Fulham, and obviously the one on the weekend against Sheffield United. It's, it's a big loss, and that's probably the end of his Spurs career, isn't it, Cora? Um, yes, I think because his contract expires this year, uh, he's not going to play again this season. I wouldn't have thought, but but unless he's got the, you know, the greatest comeback since Lazarus in in his locker. Um, but um, I think it's a real shame. Perisic has, you know, you saw his value against Sheffield United. I, I, I don't think anyone takes a better corner or you know free kick in. Um, and mm. he he's got thirteen assists, I think it is, in his Spurs career over the last you know year and a bit. And um, I think they'll miss him because and everyone expected him to leave, didn't they? Everyone expected him to leave as part of the summer clear-out, but he stayed. And when he comes on, he's one of the experienced heads. He's someone who can control the game. And I think we're going to miss him. I do. Um, it, obviously, Brian Hill's back, so that'll that'll strengthen the left-hand side numbers, which, by the way, I'm a big fan of. I'm not being sarcastic. I think he's he, under Angie can have a big future. But, um, yeah, I think we're going to miss him, mate. Mm. Well, like I said, we've got in a few signings. So as I said, we've got Hill coming back. 
We've got Brennan Johnson who can play across all positions on that front three. So we and his crossing's okay, Brennan Johnson. He got that he got a great goal against Sheffield United that was ruled out for, for it was offside, wasn't it? That mar, yeah. marginally offside. And then we've got we got options. So it's not the end of the world, but it is it is a big loss. He's a he's a quality, quality player. Um on to the Gooners dive. Have you seen much of them this this season? They've they've not really clicked into gear, sort of just and maybe it is a good time to play them in that in that aspect that Obviously, they 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 walked over a pathetic PSV last night, but in the league, it's not really. I, I, I've not really seen much from them. What, what have you made of them so far? <clears throat> so, I've seen I've seen the highlights, and I think I've seen one game live, maybe the Everton one. Um, they've been okay, haven't they? But they haven't they haven't been great. But they've, I was going to come back with a cliche: it's like all you need to do is win, and kind of like the best teams win, even when they're not playing well. And that, that's that is what they've been doing. Um, but it's interesting, one of my best mates at work, he's an Arsenal fan, season ticket holder, and he um yeah, he he's a bit nervous for the weekend as well. So he's like, We're we're not playing well. He's like, We're winning games, but we don't look great. Um, but the problem is when you go into these derbies, you know, another cliche, isn't it? Form goes, Form out, goes the out the window. Yeah, it <laughs> like it really does. I mean, you know, we could win three 0 we could lose three 0 or could be nil nil at the end of the day, but um, they haven't. They haven't looked great. They've looked a bit disjointed. Um, not quite, quite like teamy. Maybe is a word. I don't quite know. Um, but yeah, they ha- they haven't looked as good as they did last season. When I hate to say it, they were playing some fantastic football last year. It ain't going to be nil nil. I'll I mean, tell you that. Right. It ain't going to be nil nil. And you know, I think you've got to prepare yourself for all eventualities. I think we're. Um, we could be leaky at the back. But I think Arsenal are leaky at the back. I think it'll be a really good game. And, you know, if you reflect back to last season's North London derby at their place, we we had had a really good start to the season and we were broken against them. But we never looked like getting forward. You know, I know Raw got sent off, but even before that, the game felt like it was over, that we didn't really want to progress the ball past the halfway line, let alone play football. And the thing that gives me hope with um, Big Ange is that you know he's going to carry the game to him. You know, I would personally think might want to play Hoybier in this and pat the midfield and be a bit more defensive, but I don't see Ange doing that. I don't see us doing that. I think we'll go for it, absolutely. And it'll be a full-blooded North London derby, the type we really enjoy. Unfortunately, our record at Arsenal is beyond terrible. Um, so I wish I... Years. Yeah, I wish I could predict a win, but I, you know, I don't, I don't foresee one um, purely because they've got so much quality. And I think what you say is fair. They haven't um, had a free-flowing start to the season, but what they do have is quality, and, and it's not going to be a blood and thunder North London derby, I'm sure. Hmm. Well, yeah, like you said, I think teams that go to the Gooners and and sit back, they they can get picked apart. So I think bringing the game to them, we've got. Enough that they're going to play a high line, so I think we're going to be able to capitalize on that with, with balls in from Pedro Porro, the doggy. I do think that we've got power within our ranks to to hurt them. Um, where do you see the key matchups, Steve? Would you would you th- see our sort of Udogi against Saka, or do you see it more Solomon against Ben White or uh, Zinchenko? Where do you see? The, the key matchups. To be fair, Odegaard, everything goes through him. And I'm assuming if he starts and Hoiberg doesn't, Saar. 
yeah, just kind of taking him out of the game, to be honest. I think um, Udogi would have enough about him to kind of keep Saka fairly calm because he's got pace and he's got strength. I know that's a big thing to say, I know. But I, th- I think he can handle him, famous last words maybe. But I think all pivots around Madison and Odegaard, yeah, whichever of those two has more of the ball on Sunday, they're on a winning team, I think. I, I don't know. I, I'm worried about Udogi versus Saka, to be honest, because I think Saka has got a lot more experience at this level. Uh, and I think when you see someone run at Udogi, he's not that strong. I, I do worry about that. I think it's a mismatch. And I think um, he will get a lot of joy from our high line. He's he's very quick. I mean, Udogi's no slouch, but Saka is quick. It, it could hmm. be um, it could be not so good down that, that, down that flank. Well, then we've got Van der Ven back to cover as well, and he's great. yeah. That's again, that's that's perfectly true. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. This is why I'm not optimistic. You see, but it never pays to be optimistic. Be a Spurs fan. Be be really pessimistic and be pleasantly surprised. That's the way I find these things that go. Speaking of quick though, I mean, it's a big ask. Is this a game to start Brennan? I, well, I, do I, I don't think Solomon will start. I don't think Solomon will start. I actually think he'll be Son on the left and um, Richarlison up top, to be honest. And I think picking Richie makes an awful lot of sense for this fixture because so. he gives you tons and tons of pressing, doesn't he? Um, so I think um, he would definitely be useful. And he's tails up, you know. He scored one, set one up in, what, space of 10 minutes. Um, so I think um, I would, would plumb for him up top, to be honest. I, th- I think, you know... Son's fine on the left. No no, no dramas there. But um, I mean on the right instead of Cooley. So he's quicker than Cooley. You, you ain't going to drop Cooley. You ain't going to drop Cooley. I think Johnson will be on the bench and I think he'll, he will come off the bench and he may well make an impact, but I just don't see him starting at this stage of the season. I'd seriously consider Brennan going on like, as a starter because he's going to have the pace right from the start of a game to go at them. But who well, would you imagine him, come, imagine him coming on though after 60 minutes against yeah, tired exactly. legs? So, yeah. Yeah. what when we're 3 0 down? I think no. the reality <laughs> is he ain't going to drop, he ain't going to drop Decky. Decky's running, yeah, running stats are insane. He does a lot of good work off the ball defensively. He's pretty, he offers a lot of cover in his sound. Um, Johnson is unknown what he can do in terms of pressing back. So, I, I don't see Decky making the bench. I don't, then obviously, not going to drop Son. Um, so you know, it's either going to be Johnson on that left for me, or or uh, Son drops out there and you put Richarlison in. I think I Son know. will be left, and I think Richie, and, and also Richie's got that bite and that aggression about him as well. Yeah, perfect yeah. for Derby, isn't he? He'll probably get sent off saying that. I mean, it's the battle of the Brazil number nines, isn't it, Bren? I mean, who 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 comes out on top? Yeah, no, but like I said, the battle of the two. You know, obviously, if you ask any Brazilian, they will say Richarlison way ahead, way over Gabriel Jesus. Jesus, I think, went like two years without scoring for the Celeson. So uh, they, they're very much more in, in the, the Richarlison camp. And Chiche obviously loved him. The new guy who I don't know. It's, just like, it's weird. There's like a temporary caretaker teacher uh, co- covering Brazil till uh, Ancelotti comes in next year. Um, but yeah, it's um, you're right. It is going to be battle of the Brazilian. So you think that, that, that Richarlison is going to get the nod uh, and... Will lose Solomon because Solomon. I've, I've I said this on the YouTube over the week. He really reminds me of Aaron Lennon. He, the, the way he collects the ball, the way he runs, his little. feet, just the the quick. Yeah, his little, the low center of gravity and just the zippiness and unpredictability. I, I just, I don't know. Do, do you see that as well, Cola? 
Uh, yeah, I do see it, and I, I like Solomon. I, I am a, absolutely on the Solomon bus, but I do think I would plumb for experience in in the North London derby, and I think you know, I think a much safer bet would be Richie up top and um, and Son on the left. Interestingly, you, you mentioned Perisic being injured. Um, I think he's assisted nearly all of Richarlison's goals. Um, it's, I mean, he scored two this season, both by head. Um, mm. So it's um, yeah, we're still waiting for him to volley in or whatever, you know use his feet but um obviously that service isn't going to be there so uh yeah i that, that's what i foresee i i do think it'll be a, a son richie and decky up, up up top from three um and solomon's done nothing wrong by the way i think he's been um pretty good um but uh, i would just go for that and looking at the goons, um, they played Havertz midweek against PSV. They're still sort of trying to shoehorn him in somewhere. Yeah. But do you think that they'll sort of revert and go with sort of the the two uh, sort of six and the eight of, of Rice and Partey with, and then go with the three of Odegaard, Saka and Trossard with, with Jesus? Or do you think they'll go four, three, three? How, how do you think that they may line up? Mm, good question. I mean... I, I don't know. Is is the honest answer? If I was to speculate, I would say they'll they'll play Rice, probably Party as well. But um, I, I mean, for me, Trossard's doing well, isn't he? You, you got to worry about him as well. He he scored again the other day, um, in the in the Champions League. It, they've got good options. They've got really good options. So it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting as well for Bissouma. I think Bissouma is so vital and key in our system as we've seen so far this year um but a lot of people are talking about him particularly you know spurs fans are talking about him being like a hundred million pound player and he's better than declan rice and all of this gubbins well it'd be interesting to see how he gets on because he's going to have a hell of a busy afternoon yeah. i just realized also party's injured so i'm not quite sure why, oh, why i speculated the party would come in yeah that's oh, why he didn't okay. play Against PSV is was, well, there ain't no there ain't no party there then, is there? It's not going to happen. But um, really? like I say, they've got quality options through through that side. So yeah, they lost Martinelli, Steve, on the weekend so, during the Everton game. I think is he 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 actually he scored and it was disallowed. And I think just him running to get the goal and pulled his hammy. So he looks like uh, like he's probably out. But like like Caller said, Trossard's come in and, and he is caught. He scored a great goal against PSV and. Uh, it's 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 a worry. They've got options as well. It's 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 a tantalising matchup. Yeah, I mean, if if I was a neutral, I'd be incredibly excited for this game, right? Um, so it's two, say two two informed teams. We're probably playing a better football, but you know they're matching us pretty much in results. Um, yeah, it's two good teams going head to head in the derby. Yeah, this is this is what football's all about, and yeah, their quality team. Trussard actually, I wanted to sign him. Um, when Arsenal did, and they they got him cheap, didn't they? Like really, was it fifteen million or something? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, cheap. But it was nothing in today's world. I'll just say what Caller said. Basically, they're they're quality team. They've got quality all the way through, haven't they? So if Havertz plays, I give us a better chance because personally, I think he's pony, and he'll probably go and bag a hat trick now. But they haven't fitted him into that side at all, mm. um, and they look like they're struggling to accommodate him and, and almost shoehorning him in. Um, I mean, it'd be interesting to see what our um, friend, uh, the very uh, Stephen, the very friendly Gooner says on the Friday night show, because obviously he 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 lives and breathes the goons. Poor guy might need therapy or something, but um, he lives and breathes it. So it'd be interesting to see his take 
on uh, on that because I, th- I think with Habits, they're trying to shoehorn him in. He's a bit of a luxury player and hasn't really hit the ground running. So I think if he plays, that gives us a better chance. So I'll be quite happy for that. I think Vieira is pushing for a um, for a start. He looks really lightweight, Vieira. I'm not. I'm not a fan. I've still not seen him turn it on because normally the Gunas are quite good with their recruitment. I, he's been there what at least a year or two now, and just yeah. doesn't doesn't has not really set the world alight. One one area that they have been switching things around though has been goalkeeper. So they played Raya against PSV, and there yeah. was this weird. I don't know if you saw the weird interview with Arteta. Did yeah, that was so weird. All of Arteta's interviews are weird, Bren. Did you not see the one about how he conquered his wife? She said no a couple of times, so he forced her to come out with it. I mean, what kind of weirdness is that? Um, his interviews are all very strange. He likes to do this pep thing, um, of trying to push the interviewer back and ask the question in reverse. And I think you know. It, it just you just come across being a bit of a knob, mate. Let's be honest. Um, but yeah, it was just a weird interview. I th- I expect Rare to start. I think he's going to hammer down the number one spot. I, I mm. do think. Um, I do think he will. And obviously, you'll get the usual Spurs fans. I mean, God help, God help our keeper if he makes a mistake because they'll all be like, "See, Rare was the better option. Why did he? Why did we sign him?" Yeah, um, let me be in tight again. Did mention that at the fan forum. Um, so yeah, I think um, I think um, I think Rare will start. I'll be interested. It's an interesting selection choice for him. It's not often you get a battle of number ones, is it? Yeah, I think we can sort of maybe try and use it to our advantage because it clearly riled up, up Arteta when asked the question. So like sort of whispering Ramsdale's ears, oh, he thinks you're shit, mate. You're out the door, mate, and just sort of try and plant some some seeds <laughs> of animosity among their squad. Little bastard. I'll have a word, mate. Uh, <laughs> you'll be you'll be behind the, the the dugout there as you are at the at the Spurs ground, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I've well, I think we're further back for this game, but I have a rather little uh, like megaphone out. <laughs> you don't need a well, megaphone, Steve. Your voice carries. I was going to say there about Ramsdale Ray. Um, yeah. So about about Big Vic. So I don't know, Steve. How are you feeling about about Vicario? Because I'll be honest, I was I was sort of agreed with the, what Caller was saying there a bit in that we went for the cheap option, but he looks quality. I, 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 there was a few shaky moments during preseason, but he got them out of the way, and now he just looks solid. He, he looks aggressive. He's got that defense. He, he commands the, the, the his box, and when we when we got the winner, he sort of sprinted out to that other the other side of the, the pitch to to celebrate with everyone. He, he does look like a real, like it's in terms of an athlete, but a competitor and a person in the squad. I, I'm, I do love Big Vic. I've, I've been a bit divided about him because one of my good mates, Marco, he's Italian. He he lives in London, but he's got business um, uh, in Empley, and he's over there most weekends. And he had seen Vicario play most home games, and he's got no skin in the game, right? He's not a Tottenham fan. He's not an Arsenal fan. He's a Liverpool fan. Like he loves his football. He lives and breathes for it. And he said to me, as soon as we bought him, he went, he is quality. his absolute quality. You've you've got like a top, top keeper there. And then like you and many other Spurs fans, I saw him in pre-season and I was like, hmm. And then even at Brentford, first game of season, he he was okay. He didn't really make like errors that led to goals. I didn't think he could do anything about either goal, you know, penalty and then a deflection. But he didn't look confident. He just didn't. He didn't really make me feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. But ever since, yeah, he seems to be much more commanding. He's made some cracking saves. 
some really, really good saves, like a save against um, Burnley uh, with his fingertips from fairly close range, full stretch. Mm. Well, I'll yeah. tell you something, United, United I, was, I was sat right behind, my season ticket is right behind the goal. How he got to that, um, there was two, one of them was offside. Is it Casemiro anyway, who got the header? Yeah, there was mm. that one, and then there was another one, which it was similar, it was like six yards out, bullet header, massive reflex. I mean, they don't call him what, what's his nickname? It's uh, Venom, isn't it? Um, but they don't call him Venom for nothing. I mean, it's a bit, yeah, it's a bit like that, isn't it, Bren? But, but I can't be honest. I'm pleasantly surprised by him, and and you know, I'm one of these optimistic idiots that says, you know, well, look, let's give him a chance. Back the recruitment, and I'm, I'm, I've actually been proven right for once because he's looked the part. Now he will make mistakes. I think it's just important as a fan base we don't jump on him because part of being a good goalkeeper is confidence, isn't it? And, and you know, if you if your own fans are getting on your back, that doesn't help anyone. Um, hmm. So I think he needs time. I think the Brentford game, you're right, he was a bit shaky, but he's looked pretty assured since. And I think part of, again, being part of a keeper is you've got to have that communication and a settled back line to be, to understand what players are going to do, what your teammates are going to do when they're you know under pressure looking to play a ball back, etc. You've got to get those communication lines working. He's had a few games now and he's getting that. I think it's understandable that pre-season in Brentford, he did look a bit ropey, but he does appear to be building confidence um, and, and full of confidence like the rest of the side right now. And he did stretch his legs for that winner against Sheffield United, I mean, which is good because he'd had pretty much nothing to do for 90 minutes. So get his steps in. <laughs> Well, yeah, I think you're right. Also, with a keeper, it's sort of you have to have confidence in your in the defence in front of you as well. I think right. that has helped him. The fact that that we have been tight, that Romero <laughs> has has just shown a real level of maturity uh, this season that he didn't have or that we that was lacking perhaps previously. Van der Ven as well has come in, looks looks years ahead of of his actual age. What twenty is he? 19, 20, 21? Twenty one. Twenty one. Just just and, and so you think like the future. This team is so young. And we've got a big, big future of them. If, they, if we do manage to hold on to them, uh, the recruitment has been really good for the first team. And on that, we saw today, Caller, about Don Parra and Gabon. Yeah. Is it Gabonini, the geezer? The, the, Gabonini, yeah, he's he's the head scout. Yeah, he's gone. He showed a picture of him on Twitter. I was like, I've never seen this. It could be anyone. It could just they could have just yeah. found a random picture of a guy and was like, yeah, this is our head of recruitment. Never seen him. Never seen him. But what 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 were you made? I think basically this is Scott Munn coming in and. And starting his job, I think Scott Munn's got obviously different ideas, and I think if there's a lot of overreaction, like people going, well, "Well, why have they done this?" Well, you don't know what what he's done to get the sack. You don't you, you don't know. It might just be a change of philosophy and, and wiping the slate clean. Um, what I would say is the City Group have great recruitment generally, so I, I would trust the ownership. And, and in this case, you know, we don't know what the inner workings of the club are. Well, Steve might, but I don't. And, <laughs> and ultimately, this this um, Gabonini or whatever his name is, um, head scout, head of recruitment, whatever you want to call it, um, I think most of the signings were Paratici rather than him. Uh, so I think, and he's still on the books as a consultant. So does he predate Paratici then? No, no, he, no. Did he come Par- in when Paratici, Paratici came in? Paratici brought him in. Paratici right. brought him in. Um, Paratici, I keep correcting myself. Um, so no one knows what's going on. I think you've just got to trust the club, watch the situation. Pretty sure Scott Munn knows what he's doing in terms of setting 
um, and and people go, no, you're talking rubbish because he's only managed, he's only um, done Citigroup in sort of South Asia and Australia, etc. Um, but with all due respect, the Citigroup get their recruitment right generally. That you know that's part of the philosophy is to bring the next. I know they spend millions on the team at City, but they do generally look for starlets and and they're signing up some of the top talent in the world. You would expect him to bring that similar philosophy to Spurs, especially with as if you know if you watch the fan forum, there was a lot of talk about the academy and bringing players through the academy. So I do think it's it's joined up thinking with that. Why um, he doesn't fit as our chief scout, I don't know. You don't know, and Bob on Twitter doesn't know. Um, mm. That's that's the reality. But we've just got to you know. Guess no one knew. I don't think there's any point being outraged about something you don't know anything about. No, is this, I'm know. just curious, Steve. What, what, what have you made of the, the today's announced change? I think Ali Gold made, made the announcement about Gabonini, and then it was closely followed by Paratici is still there as a consultant, but not for very long. Is that the, for all you know? He might have done a Russell Brand. What nah, I think... played the 16 year old or, or just does a shit YouTube channel? What <laughs> could be either. <laughs> After my latter, isn't it? Um, no, I mean, I, I know nothing like the rest of us, but I think, yeah, at the end of the day, I'm sure people will be annoyed, but fans wanted Levy to step away from the football. Levy has appointed somebody to manage a football, being Scott Munn. Scott Munn has come in and is managing the football side of a business. Like, maybe this decision's right, maybe it's wrong. Like, we don't know why he made it, but clearly it is a Scott Munn decision. He's come in, you know, this morning, and then a couple of people have left immediately. So I think I think we've just got to another cliche: trust the process a bit. Um, so you can't, yeah, you, know, you can't simultaneously be annoyed that Levy stepped away from the football a bit by appointing Scott Munn, and then be annoyed that Scott Munn's making decisions. Oh, you can. People will be. I'm, I'm sure people. <laughs> I'm sure Bob and Twitter will be, but yeah, there'll, there'll be a reason behind it. I, I don't know what it is. Obviously, um, I know nothing, but. Other names are available, by the way. Bob is a random name and not a depiction of any real person. He's a fictional, he's a fictional character in this tale. Not even Twitter anymore, <laughs> is it? Bob on X. Yeah, we'd yeah. like we'd like to apologise to any Bobs on Twitter listening that, that have been offended by us using you as uh, the, the sort of random person that knows nothing. Um, well, let's, let's look to wrap things up. We're going for almost 40 minutes. Prediction time. Uh, what about you, Caller? How are you thinking things will go on Sunday? I think this time last year, I was on TalkSport talking about this fixture mm. and um, bigging us up and saying we were going to, uh, you know, under Conte, we had the weapon and, and all the rest of it. And, and I won, and unfortunately, we didn't win. Um, uh, so I'm going to play it a little bit more conservatively this year and say a Desmond Tutu for me. I think we're going to get a last-minute equaliser. And that's not to Spurs' detriment. I think if you can go toe-to-toe with the goons at their place, you're going to do very well this season. I've got a few predictions. One, given I'm not in general admission this year, unlike last year, I think I'm going to have fewer bottles of piss thrown at me. Two, I think I'm going to be pretty nervous for the entire game. And three, I genuinely don't know which way it's going to go. I think it's going to be 2-1. If I, if I really had to come down on it, and I guess I do, because that's the point of the show, right? I think, I think we'll edge it as a lucky... Lucky two one. I mean that is that is the epitome of confidence, to be honest, Steve, and that's why I love you. Mm. And if that happens, look, I'll I'll throw a bottle of piss on you just to make <laughs> you feel happy. 
He's got no well, shame. I don't want it. It, it, it absolutely throw piss on you. It's not the only thing he'd throw on you either. It, it, <laughs> it, it'd go any, anything you want. Any bodily fluid that you want, Steve, Brendan will provide. He'll airmail it from Brazil. Well, I'm, I'm just hoping I'm going to make the game. So I'm going out for beers with uh, Franco and Mio on Saturday before the game. Um, well, was it Saturday before... or Sunday? Shit, I keep oh, saying it's Saturday Sunday. Before the no, game. It's Sunday, yeah. Oh, Steve's right. going out the night before. You, you know how Franco and Mio are like. They're both animals. They could go all night. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to see. I see your talk sport caller, and I'll raise you a BBC Radio 5 live, which is <laughs> the last prediction I gave. And I think I predicted a draw then. So I'm going to predict a win. I, I'm confident. And because we always say draw, it was because we've just been years of underachievement at the Emirates. So I'm like, well, Andrew, so all programmed to sort of think, oh, will we get a draw? It's a good result. No, no, I want to win. I want to win this game. I want to beat them. Well, so, we all want to win. I thought we all want to, yeah. I'm going to go. I'll go 2-1. Uh, and I don't think it'll be lucky. I think, like I said, it's going to be toe-to-toe. We're going to give it our all. Rishi, I reckon Rishi will get the... Um, I'll call him Rishi as opposed to Richie because it's Richarlison in, in Brazil. I reckon he'll get the winner. And, um, yeah, we'll do him 2-1. Rishi, the trouble is when you say Rishi, I think Sunak. Oh, that's true. Okay, yeah. We need to differentiate there. Richie. Uh, anything to add before we wrap up? No, not really. Just that we're, we'll be covering the game uh, tomorrow night live on YouTube. A, a full in-depth preview with... Uh, probably what it's fair to say one of the most knowledgeable Arsenal fans I've ever met. I mean, most of them are clueless, but um, Stephen is genuinely good. He's a radio uh, talk show host um, on the spe- any specialist subject is sadly uh, Arsenal. So he will be joining us on the YouTube uh, 9pm GMT. Um, for, so tune in for that because it should be a cracker. Uh, cheers for joining Caller. Absolute pleasure as ever. Thanks very much for having me, Brent. Stevie, thanks for joining Thank you for having me. Really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, I'm anxious for Sunday, but I'm, I'm excited for it. And let's do what Ange says, right? Let's go at them. Go to win. If you're going to exactly. go out, go out on your shield. You and me both, yeah. brother. Uh, Jesus, do listen out for the review of the game from Franco and the guys. And keep the faith. I reckon it'll be a cracking game. Let's do the goons. And as ever, come on, you Spurs. Oh, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network.